Hi, my name is Ellen Dykus. I'm the Director of Women's Ministry for Harvest USA. We are a national ministry that has been around for 40 years, focused on Christ-centered biblical discipleship for people who have been impacted by sexual sin and for people who are struggling themselves to overcome these patterns. So day in and day out, I have opportunities to meet with women who themselves are bound up in sin of a sexual nature and all the relational pain that normally goes with that. And then I also have a lot of opportunities to minister to wives who are in marriages impacted by sexual infidelity. And for these reasons and others, I'm very grateful and honored to be on the Biblical Counseling Coalition Leadership Council. This is a ministry that is seeking to bring unity and synergy um, across the boards of the biblical counseling world, that we would be working together and encouraging each other to offer the hope and the grace and the compassion of Jesus to the struggles that we all face in this life. I think about what David said in Psalm 18, verses 16 to 19, which are so representative of my own personal testimony. When David says, the Lord sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. The Lord rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. And then beautifully in verse 19, David says, the Lord brought me into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And that's what the BCC is seeking to help promote, both in the United States and internationally, helping people to access the healing, freeing, forgiving love of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we would be so honored if you'd consider investing your resources into our organization, that we would be able to continue to promote what God is doing in bringing the gospel of Christ to bear on hurting people's lives. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 1514. It is a great encouragement to have you as part of our audience. Right now, we have a matching gift opportunity for those who are first-time donors to the Biblical Counseling Coalition. So from Giving Tuesday, November 29th through December 31st, we have some donors who have offered to match new donations. So if you've never given to the ministry of the Biblical Counseling Coalition, please do so now and double the impact of that gift. Today's interview is one that I did with Heather Putney and Nikki Barnhart who both serve at Vision of Hope. Vision of Hope is a wonderful ministry out of Faith Lafayette. Uh, it's a residential program for women and women who are struggling with all kinds of issues from the background, from self-harm to addictive habits to unplanned pregnancies, etc. And we talk a little bit about Vision of Hope, but we also highlight the internship opportunities that they have right now and into the future. So if you're ever interested in serving there, this is a great episode for you to find out what that involves. I did an interview with Charlie Hodges, who is the executive director of Vision of Hope back in 2019. That's episode 117, and I'll link to that in the show notes so that you can find out a little bit more about the ministry as we focus today on the internship. So thanks again for listening. I hope that you are blessed by today's episode. Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 
1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, Heather and Nikki, thank you so much for being with us on 1514. Do you mind introducing yourselves to our audience? Yeah, I'm Nikki Barnheiser. I'm the household manager here at Vision of Hope. I'm Heather Putney. I'm the intern coordinator at Vision of Hope. Very good. And for those who aren't familiar with Vision of Hope, can you give our listeners a little overview of of the ministry? Yeah, uh, Vision of Hope is a women's residential um, treatment center. And um, we help ladies who are struggling with uh, addictions, both alcohol, drug and alcohol, unplanned pregnancy, eating disorder, self-harm, some anxiety, depression, just about everything we touch on. Yeah, that's a wide wide audience of, of, of people. And what is the, you said residential, what is the program look like? What's the length of the program and what are you doing with these women when they come into the program? Yeah, it's a three-phase program. So phase one, um, they come in and they get a lot of intense help. So one hour a week of individual counseling, ongoing biblical um, uh, counseling classes and teaching throughout the week. Uh, both live and also recorded where they can apply. Um, they get to serve and sort of get out of their head and, and get get working and serve others, you know. Um, and then phase two, they would get a job, learn some skills like budgeting, stewardship of money and time. Uh, phase three, they are out of, they live outside the house. They get one hour a week of counseling and it's applying what they've learned in phase one and two. And so overall, it's about 18 months on average through all three phases. Sometimes it's more depending on what the girl needs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really great. And I know, uh, for some of our audience, you're familiar with, uh, Charlie Hodges, who also writes quite a bit for our blog and who wrote good mood, bad mood and other things. And he's the executive director of vision of hope. And I did an interview with him a couple of years ago that, so if you're interested, you can find out more on that episode. I think it's episode 117. It came out around October 5th of 2019. Um, but, uh, so our audience can go and check that out, get a little bit more information about Vision of Hope. Could could you share one story of one of the graduates that maybe typifies the experience that many women have who go through the program? I can think of several girls over the years, but I'm thinking of one of our gals who um, she was addicted to some pretty heavy drugs and things. Um, and her family sort of did an intervention and she came to vision of hope, just really broken a last, last resort. Cause she's been in and out of other programs and stuff. And, um, I mean, I think she, she had snorted cocaine and heroin, uh, you know, a week or two prior to coming. Um, she was so strung out and just now she has gone through the program. She got plugged into the church and just really served the community here well, and then went home and restored that relationship with her family 
and is doing well and actually has started her own um, addictions program. Wow. Praise the Lord. That's, that's wonderful. And how long has Vision of Hope been in, in practice? Yeah, since 2008. That's great. And what led to it being established? Uh, a private charitable foundation approached actually faith, um, our counseling ministry here at faith. And they noticed that we were doing what we were doing with our community ministry here at faith. And they saw a need for, um, helping women who are struggling with like suicidal thinking and drug and alcohol and really felt like this community needed, um, a residential program to help that. And so approached, um, faith with that need and with a very, very generous, um, donation, a $1.3 million donation. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And uh, obviously, a lot of our listeners are familiar with Faith Ministries there in Lafayette, Indiana, and the 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 broad <laughs> broad spectrum of ministries that Faith has, including including this one. I sometimes joke with the staff there that the only thing that you guys don't have is a hospital. And somebody one time said, "Well, don't tell Steve because then he'll start one." So uh, <laughs> don't let him listen to this episode; otherwise, he might you know get that that get that in his in his thinking. Uh, well, our audience will also recognize Charlie Hodges' name. He's the executive director of Vision of Hope. And I did an interview with Charlie about Vision of Hope back in 2019. Uh, October 5th, roughly, is when it came out. And it's episode 177 for our audience uh, members who didn't hear that. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can find out more about Vision of Hope. But one of the things we wanted to talk about today specifically was the internship programs that you have uh, for a variety of reasons. One is that you need interns pretty pretty quickly, and we're trying to get the word out about that, uh, but also for people to find out about it and think about how they can maybe incorporate this type of ministry in their church, but also uh, to promote the internships opportunities that you have there and get people coming in uh, for some time ahead. So tell, tell our audience about the different internship opportunities that you have at Vision of Hope. Yes, of course. We actually have a volunteer program as well. So volunteering and internship. The volunteering is split up into four different parts. Uh, We have short-term volunteering, which is a duration of three months long um, to be able to serve more like as a junior intern. I'll go into those specifics um, later then there's an ongoing volunteer where if they live in the area, they can come and join us on a weekly basis or once a month or whatever the need may be. We have a social work intern opportunity where uh, ladies who are students within the area who are trying to receive their, their hours for college will come in and gain some social work um, opportunities, learning some tasks, maybe serving at the the safe even house next door, or um, helping our clinical director Heather Starkweather um, more so than being on the floor. But they'll still have opportunities to be on the floor. Then we also have uh, ladies who want to come during durations in between when we hire. So. Uh, We like to call them our intern trainees because we want them to come whenever they want to, whenever is a good time frame for them. 
So that way they can uh, get equipped and uh, trained through volunteer training. And then they'll go through the duration of our long-term internship training. Then we have our internship, which is our, our big selling point here at Vision of Hope, uh, which is a year-long internship. It's, it's such a great opportunity to be able to serve women, uh, to come alongside of the um, struggling ladies who struggle with the life-dominating sins that Nikki was talking about earlier. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I'm imagining the internship gets them lots and lots of experience, but tell me when, so somebody can come obviously from the local area, you mentioned that, but also anywhere I'm assuming around the country, right. Or around the world even, yeah, uh, yeah. and they can come for a year. What does that year look like for them? Do they live on site? Like what does that look like for them? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, they do live on site. We do have interns that come from abroad. Uh, we've had interns come from all over the or all over the world. Uh, most recently, we had ladies from Germany. We're expecting someone for some Switzerland. Uh, we had someone here from Mexico, the DR. Yeah, basically all over. Um, yeah, so they get to come and get a lot of experience, like just practical hands-on experience, like how to do crisis counseling, um, lead a um, lead the residents who can vary from five to about 28 um, residents that we can serve at one time. We have 28 beds. Um, and helping them through crisis on the floor, real life situations. They got a call, you know, some crisis happened. How do you think through that biblically or on the fly? And they get to help the girls do that. But they also get some practical experience because faith is a training facility. We help them to get um, their ACBC certification because Dr. Hodges is a fellow. And so he can supervise them to get those hour, those 50 hours that ACBC requires. Um, they can sit in on counseling once a week. We encourage them what one to two um, cases a week. So all the case management, all the practical experience, um, discipleship, uh, boy, and the internship really exposes their heart because often dealing with people who are hurting and stuff, they can pull at your heartstrings and push buttons. And so then your heart idols come out as you're serving and you're having to on the fly deal with those as you're helping somebody else. No, it's, yeah, that's really, really a lot, a lot of learning going on there. Is there any kind of classroom component to it as well. When you bring them in, do you do some level of training, equipping them uh, before you put them on the floor? Or is it kind of on the job training or a little bit of both? Oh, absolutely. We have a whole bunch of training. If they're, <laughs> if they're, coming, as, if they're, if they're coming as a volunteer, they go through um, three different things. Uh, intern orientation, which is all the documents that they'll uh, be seeing on the floor, household training, secretarial training, and whatnot. Um, but for the interns themselves, it's a three-week-long training <laughs> of a variety of different things. In addition to what I just mentioned, they, they learn um, 
suicide prevention, training, intake, med cart, end of shift reports. The list really goes on. Theology of discipline, uh, relationships, how to go about relationships at Vision of Hope, third shift security procedures. So they're they're coming in and they're going to be, when you say on the floor, you mean... They're in a home with, because I worked in a residential program before, so I'm, I'm picturing some different things that are going on. The women who are coming are living in a big house, basically, uh, and these interns are going to be coming in. They're, are they living in the same house or a house nearby, but then they have shifts where they're in the home with these women? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, they, they're living in the house. We have an intern apartment, and we also have an intern suite here at the house. Uh, it's a great, it's a beautiful, beautiful apartment that they'll be able to stay in and suite. We have a beautiful balcony oversight, um, overviewing our, the pond in the backyard with the gazebo. Um, they have their own kitchen, their own bedroom. So they do have living facility on site in the connected to the house, but it's private for them to unwind. It's very much college dorm because they are sharing their bedroom and their living situations with maybe about 12 other interns. Um, yeah. And so 12 to 13, I think, is what they normally have. And so room and board is provided for them since uh, this is an unpaid internship. Um, but you end with your certification, practical experience, and, you know, great job references, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit before, and the one of the realities that we have, especially with undergrad graduates, um, and sometimes even at master's level graduates, is a a lot of book knowledge and theory, but less practical experience. And this would build on that in spades. I mean, the, the amount of time that you're going to get uh, person on person in a residential program is going to be uh, years worth of uh, time that somebody would get, especially as a, as a part-time biblical counselor or volunteer in their church. So this would really provide a lot of practical experience uh, equipping. So uh, you mentioned the, the, the girls who are going through the program, they get an hour a week of biblical counseling. They're getting this other training the interns, you said they're sitting in uh, one to two cases while during the internship. So that's roughly two hours a week, plus maybe some debriefing around those those counseling cases. How many uh, how many hours are they working in the internship a week? I'd say around thirty eight hours a week. I, what I should have also have mentioned earlier that you're talking about, Doctor Hodges, they have a weekly class with Dr. Hodges going over good mood, bad mood. Um, and in, in addition to any other medical training that they are asking of him. <laughs> so it's really awesome to have him um, with us doing training. They also have Heather Starkweather um, who does additional training, uh, how to go about a biblical counseling session. Sometimes we, also have ladies from our tracks for the BCTC conference that will come over here to practice some of their sessions with us. So we get the first hear of their 
their sessions, which is really, really cool. So it's almost like you're getting a whole nother track, like track six for the women's side or a track seven, which is what we've been having as well. It's a a whole nother track. And we pay for them to go to one during their year long internship. We pay for one of the training um, conferences. So they get to go to the BCTC in February uh, at Faith. Yeah. Or do the 11 week Monday course. And now Faith is offering the um, online all the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So making it more. So we will pay for one of those, whichever one you want to do. Wow. Yeah, no, that's really, really great. So it's, you're not getting paid, but a year of your expenses covered, plus tons and tons of training and practical experience. So break down a typical week for me in the 38 hours that they're going to be working, a couple hours of supervision or observing counseling, uh, some training that they're going through with Dr. Hodges or with these other people. And then on the floor, you mentioned a few different things. I know MedCart, that takes some time, but what does a typical week look like for an intern? Oh my goodness. Well, I have to break it down as their job description. Uh, We ask interns to come being willing to work for internships with us. In addition to a res or the reclaimed hope store shift, because our, uh, our store is a great fundraising opportunity to help pour in funds for our ministry. So we ask interns to serve one, at least one shift there. Then we have a security shift that we ask of interns. Uh, they are allowed to sleep at night. It's just, they're just going to be on call and it's over minor things. Sometimes it's, they need a pain med or they're just having a hard time falling asleep after what they've been processing through counseling. And so you're just, helping them um, be guided back to their counsel, well, the counsel that they've been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, the daily is helping them to sit the residents. Um, when we say on the floor, that is basically running the shift. So obviously interns get to grow in leadership and time management and all, and managing a lot of about 28 girls yeah. um, and helping them with their attitudes to have a grateful attitude. So it could be um, in the morning, making sure and holding them accountable to um, the resident having good time management, good, um, in places good at, uh, on time and then like holding them accountable to doing what they're supposed to do, um, in the schedule. Cause our schedule is pretty rigid mm-hmm. and, um, like they have serving on, you know, uh, going over and cleaning the church on a certain day at a certain time. And if we're not there on time, it could interfere with other things that are going on on faith campus. Um, we also, the interns may be teaching the girls how to cook, um, and prepare the meal. So it'll be like one or two girls helping an intern cook the meal for the day, uh, for lunch or dinner. Um, cleaning the house, um, doing house laundry, and making sure they're just staying up on tasks. But throughout the whole day, as as they're leading the girls through the their tasks, helping them to apply the counsel that has been given 
to them in individual counseling, but also in these classes. Like we talk about an attitude of gratitude, you know? So how do you be grateful when I don't really like peace? <laughs> but peace is what's being served, yeah, you know. Yeah. How do you be grateful and thankful when you're over scrubbing the toilets in a in a church building and etc. So yeah, no, yeah, that's that's really great. One of the things I loved about doing residential, uh, being working in a residential program, I wasn't working for one where we were actually allowed to do biblical counseling. It was um, uh, more of a state funded residential program. But you are, it shows how discipleship. And what we do in biblical counseling doesn't have to be confined to a, a one hour a week uh, sit down in front of you. Obviously, that's an important component, but your constant life is about discipleship and it's about having these conversations. And, and I imagine the interns are going to walk away with obviously watching some really great biblical counseling, getting to do some supervised counseling themselves. Uh, they're there for the whole year, but that, that day in, day out, just constantly building relationships gives you so much, uh, wisdom and, and experience and practice. So I'm really excited for anybody who gets to take advantage of, of that internship. Um, you mentioned the ability to get the certification complete. Uh, I'm assuming that's for somebody who's there the entire year. Um, what does that look like for them? Do they need anything coming in ahead of time to be able to get that accomplished? Or do you provide all of that? Um, it is helpful if they have gotten a jump start, especially on all that lovely reading. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand pages. Yeah. I mean, the college students here, they'd be happy to hear that's all there, there was. No. <laughs> yeah. um, we can't always guarantee, depending on where they are, wouldn't you say that's safe to say, we can't guarantee that they would be totally completed, but they would have a big chunk of their hours, especially if they're able to write their exam within the first six months, or maybe even finish their exam within the first six months, and then uh, really try to work on getting their hours the second six months because Dr. Hodges doesn't like to overwhelm them because they still have all their internship um, responsibilities. And then on top of that, trying to do counseling and prep and stuff. So we only allow them to do what two to counseling when they start um, getting their hours. And that's just so we're not burning them out. I'm trying to let them help. <laughs> yeah, ladies come in with all different um Oh, what's, what's the words I'm looking for? They all different durations throughout their process through the ACBC. Some are just coming in, just newly starting the ACBC certification in phase one. Some um, are already finished with their exam. Some are working on their exam. It all depends on the, the intern. So uh, I for me, in my role, I just try to be open and available to whatever questions that they may have when it comes to phase one and phase two, just helping guiding. Um, but then phase three is the internship is really, really helpful for that piece because we have a pool of ladies here specifically for counseling. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really, really helpful, especially when you have that short duration of a year to get all your hours in. <laughs> so it's really nice to have a, a pool of ladies. It's just, it's just a wonderful um, opportunity to be able to gain that a phase three supervision hours. Yeah. So is there any um, prerequisite training, uh, age requirements, anything like that that you have for interns? So 
the obvious one, we just, we expect them to be a believer in Christ. They need to at least be 18 years or older to be able to serve with us. Um, we ask them to be in a good place emotionally and spiritually to be able to pour into other hurting women. So what we find is what we found is a lot of women who are attracted to our ministry tend to have gone through their own history of events, um, who have either been through counseling themselves and some of we just want to make sure that they're in a good place coming in because sometimes their counseling um, ended maybe three months ago or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago or something like that. So we just want to be able to prep them well. Um, I do have some homework assignments that I do send out to the ladies in the interview process to kind of get them prepped and prepared what they're going to come into at the internship here. And we do have some leadership um, uh, guidelines that they would have to sign and agree to. And obviously, and we ask them to, uh, for accountability and stuff. Uh, we have here at Faith, we have like an associate member, so they don't have to take their membership away from their home church, but they become, they put themselves under the leadership and guidelines of our church also. So they would have to feel comfortable and abide by those standards that our church and agree to those. Yeah, no, that's not, that's great. So 18 willing to submit to those things. And like you said, in the, in a good, good place. Um, it's true. Obviously a lot of people get called into, ministry that's related to something close to their heart. And sometimes it, it may be a little too close for comfort, uh, and, or too close in the rear view mirror, but, um, that's, yeah, that's good to know. Uh, so do the internships ever turn into employment opportunities, either at Vision Hope, Faith, uh, have you seen the girls graduate and go on to other places to work? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, if we have an opening here at um, and our intern team, or sorry, staff team, our clinical director, the first place that she looks is our intern pool um, because they're already equipped. They understand the culture of our internship, understand the culture of the, the program itself. So it's not so she so it's not expected to do additional training for them because they're already fully equipped and trained and they already know what to expect. Yeah. And that's how both of us came to be. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> you are a testimony to that. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Any, any, uh, any women, you know, who've gone on to work other places after doing an internship with you all? Oh, lots of them oh, have. Yeah. 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 We have several of our interns that are at Weirs Valley Ranch. Um, and there was a ministry out in Kentucky, I want to say, but I don't remember the name. Yeah. A lot of ours, uh, a lot of our interns, probably about what, 40 to 50% go on to other ministries. Mm, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to pause there too, edit that out. Let's see. Is there anything else you wanted to cover that I haven't or any, I'm looking at my questions. Ah, just how do people connect with you all? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Well, that's good because we're about about mm -hmm. at thirty minutes, which is 
the average length of our shows. So, so tell me if people are interested in the internship, how can they get in contact with you? How can they apply? Absolutely. There's two ways actually to get a hold of us, but you can go to our website at faithlafayette.org slash B-O-H. If you go to the right-hand side, you'll see the words uh, get involved. You just want to hover over that. And when you scroll down, you'll see internship opportunities and you just press that and it'll have everything provided for you there. So that's one way. Another way you can, uh, reach out to us is go, uh, emailing boh at faithlafayette.org. And that's a really good way for our secretary to submit that to me so I can get a, um, a hold back to them. Well, fantastic. Well, and we'll put a link to that uh, section in our show notes as well. So people who are listening on the podcast can just go there and find it. Or obviously I think Googling, vision of hope, uh, especially if you go Lafayette, <laughs> there are some other vision of hopes out there I found, but if you put vision of hope, Lafayette, Indiana, you're definitely going to find you all. So, well, thank you so much again for being on the podcast with us today. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing at vision of hope. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.